Welcome to Swimming Upstream, the 10-minute podcast about Catholicism, technology, culture, baseball, whatever else might come up. I'm your host, Eric Sammons. This is episode number 11. On today's show, I'm going to be continuing to discuss Catholicism and Islam. You can find the show notes for this episode at ericsammons.com slash podcast slash 11. And this is really part two of a pod, my previous podcast, Podcast 10, so you might want to look at those show notes as well, ericsams.com slash podcast slash 10. Okay, so on my last podcast, I talked about a little bit about Islam, about the Catholic view of Islam, but mostly I talked about the differences between Muhammad and Jesus. I think that's a core, important belief right there, is that we have to look at the differences and the similarities between the two. And really, there's much more differences and similarities Muhammad was a warlord. I mean, that's just a historical fact. Jesus, however, died for the sins of the people. And that's a key difference between the two. Now, that's not to say there aren't any similarities between Catholicism and Islam. Let's look at some of the differences and similarities between the two religions in this podcast. First one, and the most obvious one, is monotheism. This was a very important, this is a very important aspect of Islam because Muhammad lived in a polytheistic world. And he wanted to, and when he started preaching his monotheism, this was a very unique thing in his area. I mean, there were Jews who lived in the area, there were some Christians, but for Muhammad, monotheism was the core belief. In fact, that's why he rejects Christianity. He rejected Christianity, and Islam rejects Christianity, because they believe Christianities are polytheists because he misunderstood the Trinity. He believed the Trinity was three different gods that... that uh, Christianity worshipped. And of course, that's not true. So Islam, like Catholicism, is monotheistic. But number one, there is a difference. There's two differences. One is, like I said, Islam rejects the Trinity as idolatry. They say Allah has no partners. Secondly, the conception that Islam has of God is very different than the conception of Catholics. For Catholics, God is primarily a father. For Muslims, God is primarily master. And you can imagine the differences that that, the conception you would have of God and how to live would differ whether or not you think God is your father or God is your master. And so, often people ask, do Muslims and Christians worship the same God? It's a controversial point. Ultimately, I would say no, that although they acknowledge there is one God and they're right to acknowledge that, their conception of God is so different from the Christian God of the Trinity as a father, that I believe that it's, it's wrong to say they worship the same God. But it is more nuanced than just a yes or no black or white issue. Another difference between and similarity between Catholicism and Islam is Islam, of course, has sacred scripture. They see the Quran as dictated by God, not just inspired. That's very different from the Christian view of the Bible. We believe the Bible was inspired by God, meaning that the men who wrote the Bible... They used their human abilities to write it, but the Holy Spirit inspired them to make sure they wrote what God wanted them to write, but still in their own voice, in their own way. Whereas in the Quran, Muslims believe it was simply dictated directly by God. And so that gives a much more fundamentalist reading of the Quran. It makes it more prevalent in Islam than it would be in Christianity. We see that, you know, the fundamentalist reading of of the Bible sometimes in some Protestant sects. Catholicism, fortunately, avoids that in most cases. But if the Quran is really dictated by God, 
Why wouldn't you take a very fundamentalist reading of it? You would read it directly as the words of God in his own words, exactly like he wanted them to be said, with no deviation at all, no human uh, agency involved at all. And so when it tells you things of a violent nature, you're going to listen to that. Another difference between Catholicism and Islam is Islam has no conception of natural law. They only know right and wrong through revelation, not reason. And so if God tells them something that is obviously, they, they believe obviously against common sense or against reason, they would reject that as it doesn't matter because they don't really have this conception of natural law. Another difference is teaching authority. Of course, in the church, we have the Pope, we have the magisterium to guide us in our understanding of the scriptures, of tradition. That's our teaching authority. If the Pope declares something infallibly, then Catholics must believe it. Or if the magisterium through the councils does so, we have to believe it. In Islam, there is no Pope. And so they look much more to tradition. Remember in my last episode, in part one, I talked about the different sources. You have the Quran, you have the Hadith, and you have the Sirah, or the life of Muhammad. They looked at those, and they looked at different previous Muslims who have interpreted those things. But there's no Pope, of course. Um, now, also, moral teaching. In many ways, Muslims have a similar moral code as Catholics. In fact, Catholics and, and Muslims have worked together sometimes, like at the UN, for certain things. Like, for example, they, they in general believe abortion is wrong, uh, different things of that nature. However, Muslims have a different moral code towards Muslims than towards non-Muslims. In other words, although you might not be able to do something to, if you're a Muslim, you might not be able to do something to a Muslim, you can do it to a non-Muslim and it would still be fine. And this includes sexual morality, uh, it also includes uh, killing, and things of that nature. Something you wouldn't be able to do to a Muslim, you can do to a non-Muslim, and it would still be moral. And that's a very important point, because you'll see some teachings of Islam that talk about things like you can't take a life, or, or you, you have to have a certain sexual morality, but it doesn't necessarily apply when you're talking about a non-Muslim. Okay, so really the question becomes... How should Catholics view and interact with Islam? I think it's a mistake to take the really overly optimistic view that we, in something like Peter Kreeft, who I respect very much, says, or like the article I mentioned in my last episode by Tom Hoops called Should Catholics Fear Islam? He takes a very pro-Islamic stance there. Now, I don't think Catholics should fear Islam. I think Catholics should be very realistic about Islam and understand that the actions of many of what are called the radical Islamic terrorists today are very much in keeping with the actions of Muhammad. And so there's no way really for somebody to say, oh, that goes against Islam. Islam's a religion of peace. No, if you know the history, it's not a religion of peace. Now, some would say, well, in Catholicism, you have a history of violence with the Crusades and different things like that. I think a couple things are in order. First of all, the Crusades are often misunderstood. They were mostly defensive action to try to keep Islam from taking over all of Europe and all of the world. But also I, I would say that actions that happened in the Crusades that go against Catholic morality are to be condemned. There's no question about that because they, they don't correspond with the teachings of the church and with the model of Jesus Christ. Whereas I don't see how you can condemn as a Muslim, the actions of many Islamic terrorists because they're in keeping with Muhammad himself who did these things, who would often, uh, he was a warlord who ordered executions, or ordered beheadings, or ordered killing of non-Muslims. 
in order to spread the faith. So I think we have to be very realistic and we need to recognize that yes, there are moderate Muslims in the world. There are those in the world, Muslims in the world who would reject terrorism as a proper use of Islam. However, worldwide, studies have shown that many, many Muslims, over 50% of Muslims worldwide, support, for example, the institution of Sharia law, where you know, the Quran and, and Islamic law rule a land. And so we have to acknowledge the truth about Islam and not bury our head in the sand. And obviously, with Muslims, as with all non-Catholics, Catholics should always work towards the conversion of these people towards Catholicism. I know we don't say this anymore, it's politically incorrect, but the fact of the matter is, if somebody is not Catholic, as a Catholic, we should work towards their conversion to Catholicism, because we believe that's the one true faith, and that's the way to heaven. And so, ultimately, I say that's the answer. Catholic, the Catholic view of Islam is that we should try to convert Muslims to Catholicism, period, and stop. If we do that, we're being faithful to Jesus Christ himself, who said to go out and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, teaching them to obey all I've commanded, I've commanded you. He said all nations. He didn't say all non-Islamic nations. He said all nations. And so we should be in prayer. We should be doing penances for the conversion of Islam. Let's use as our model today St. Francis of Assisi, who during the height of the Crusades, he went over to the Middle East to convert the leaders of the Muslims. He didn't even go over, he didn't go over there with any weapons. I'm not saying, I'm not against, by the way, military action when necessary to defeat people who are military acting against you. But I am saying as an average, just regular Catholic, I would say our duty is the same as St. Francis of Assisi. We should work for the conversion of Muslims, conversion of all non-Catholics, to Catholicism. And I think if we do that, we, over time, will see the fruits of that labor, and that's really going to be the way we overcome Islam and its effects on the world today. Okay, that's it for today's episode. I know this was kind of quick, even though it was two parts, but I wanted to give an overview of Islam and how Catholics should view it and how Catholics should view these different Islamic attacks going on. So, again, that's it for today's episode. Until next time, keep swimming against the stream.